0: The One-Page Financial Plan by Carl Richards. One-sentence summary. The One-Page Financial Plan is a refreshing, fun look at a personal finance that takes away the feeling that financial planning is a burden for the less disciplined and shows you that you can plan your entire financial future on a single page. My favorite quote from the author is People who understand interest, earn it. People who don't, pay it. Carl Richards. Carl Richards does two things well. One, give people financial advice, and two, draw funny sketches. No matter whether you're a visual person or not, you can definitely benefit from the first one, which is the result of him spending over 40,000 hours throughout the last 20 years as a financial advisor, working at Wells Fargo, Merrill Lynch, and a bunch of other household names. All of the conversations he's had over the years have gone into this book, which will help you Commit to a personal finance process that works for you and stick with it. Here are three lessons to help you get your finances on track. 1. Set some goals but stay flexible and fine-tune along the way. 2. Turn budgeting into a game to make saving fun. 3. View paying off debt as an investment in your future. Got your pen and a single piece of paper? Let's plan your finances. The One-Page Financial Plan, Lesson 1. Set specific financial goals, but remain flexible and fine-tune as you go along. This answers the question, how specific should your finance plan be? Think of mobile phones 10 years ago. Would you ever have guessed that you could call and text anyone, anywhere in the world, for a flat rate fee of a few dozen dollars a month? Not too long ago, our phone bills made up a big chunk of our monthly expenses. But today, they're basically non-existent. Nobody could have guessed this, which is why you should treat your financial goals like a vacation. Make a solid plan, but leave some room for unexpected surprises. For example, setting the goal to pay off your $50,000 student loan within the next three years is a fantastic target to shoot for. The only thing that's better is having the guts to admit that after you totaled your car in 2018 and had to get a new one, it's just not going to happen. If you're flexible enough to do that, you can settle on paying off 30000 in the same period and still feel pretty good about yourself. So whatever you do, remember that you can always adapt when your situation changes. The One-Page Financial Plan Lesson 2 Turn budgeting into a game to make saving fun This answers the question, how can I make the dread of saving money more fun? Do you think budgeting is just the world's way to punish those with little discipline? Then it's time to shift your perspective. Instead of focusing on the boring aspects, view budgeting as a way to track where your money goes and measure how that stacks up against your goals and values so you can adjust when something's off. More often than not, we say we want to travel the world and go to Vietnam this year, but in reality end up spending 20% of our income on parties, beer and eating out. This means we're not living in alignment with who we truly are and therefore need changing. To make this change fun, turn budgeting into a game. Start by making a list of your fixed costs, the expenses you can't change, like rent, your phone bill or car insurance. So you can then look at where you can really cut costs. Then you can start taking on little saving challenges, like trying to bike to work three out of five days of the week, cooking your lunch in advance for two weeks or only going to the movies when tickets are on sale. For example, last year I only ate out twice a week on the weekends for two months. I ended up really enjoying these dishes I bought and I learned how to cook new things. If you have a partner, this becomes even more fun because you can compete against each other. For example, by betting who can survive the week with the least transactions under their belt. The one-page financial plan, lesson 3. Think of paying off your debt as an investment in your future self. This answers the question, how can I reframe debt so that it's not as big a burden? Just last week, I found the idea to start eliminating your debts by paying back the smallest one first and really liked it. In that same summary, I also realized that debt is always your biggest expense. If that's true, then Richard's approach also makes a lot of sense. He suggests you pay down the one with the highest interest rate first. The reason why is this. Paying off your debts is not so much fulfilling an obligation, but rather an investment in your future self. Every dollar of debt you rack up on your credit card, especially the ones spent towards the things that don't really align with your goals, like those beers or fancy dinners we mentioned before, is a dollar that will keep you busy paying interest down the line. But when you're busy paying interest, there's no way to save for what you really want to do. Therefore, the higher the interest rate, the more important it is to get rid of that particular loan. Taking on debt and having to pay interest means you're saying no to your goals later and yes to something else right now. Think about how important that something else really is and either add it to your goals or stop spending money on it. You're creating your financial future with every single dollar you spend, and you're moving twice as fast if that dollar comes with a fat bag of interest attached to it. My personal takeaways from the one-page financial plan for 2017. Okay, I have not sketched out my entire financial future on one page, but I have a pretty simple system and I have a pretty a pretty simple structure in mind. So what I liked about this one is maybe start from the maybe reverse engineer start from the end so obviously car Richard says uh don't pay interest because you're having loans and credit and debt to pay off but instead gain interest by putting money into good investments right i don't want to say the bank because the investment you get in the bank these days is horrible But something like stocks or index funds or real estate, if you have the big larger sums to invest, those can yield really nice returns or even stocks that pay out dividends. There's a ton of ways you can get interest on your money instead of having to pay interest because you got money you weren't supposed to have. Technically, weren't supposed to have, right? By having um, the credit for it, but not the actual money. So... Uh, that I think when you have that already it really is a burden it's like oh man I have this I have this huge chunk of concrete on my foot this huge block that I'm slapping around and it's holding me down it's weighing me down it's keeping me back I think the shift in perspective here is very powerful if you th- say oh man if I pay this that hundred bucks down now these are hundred bucks Ten bucks or 105 bucks, my future me can get to spend because he doesn't have to pay debt on that. Um, and so every dollar of that you pay off is a dollar well well spent. I think that's the first thing I would do. If you have debt, I mean I think debt is horrible. I think having debt is the worst thing in your life. Uh, for me, it's just a horrible feeling. I've been slightly in debt just once uh like my balance went a bit over it, it was nothing right but i felt very bad that day like even for a day like i felt like i gotta get rid of this so um i haven't i haven't uh taken on any big debts and i hopefully never will uh financing right is a different thing like getting a credit for like an investment or something like that may be smart but uh, debt just like for education or whatever it is or especially for material items like screw that if you can't pay it, you're not supposed to have it that's my opinion on that um yeah uh, so whether you pay down the smallest one because it's the easiest or the one with the highest interest rate because it's the most crucial to get rid of i think that's up to you but as long as a decent chunk of your income Goes to paying down debt, I think that's a good practice to have. So rather try to shoot for a high percentage of your income that you can dedicate to paying down debt rather than worrying about which debt you pay down first. Turning budgeting into a game, um, yeah, nothing wrong with that. So there are some things I don't want to pay attention to when I spend money, like for me, like eating out, coffee is one uh so i'm happy to spend more money on those because i know like i feel good about them they do me well they serve me well and so on but then other things i think it's really fun to see how much i can save um i'm trying to think of an example like transport for example is one right like which is the cheapest way to get from a to b obviously always in a trade-off with time Uh, so that's a fun one for me uh, seeing for how long I can go without buying new clothes. Always a fun one. I really never buy ones. Um, yeah, so just like where you think this this budgeting game could be fun. Try to do something there. Um, implement some simple rules. And yeah, t- just take on some challenges. And if you have a partner or good friends, like do them together uh, and it'll be a whole lot more fun and less tedious. Now, don't try to save like two cents here two cents there and then go out partying on the weekend right so obviously make the big budget cuts first where you can where it makes sense to save the most i i could i get mad when i see people like my roommate sometimes like trying to haggle for a dollar here and a dollar there but then on the other hand like wasting 50 bucks on a new backpack and she actually has one that works just fine something like that i made that up but you get the point. And the first one, I think that might be the biggest, right? Set specific goals, but remain flexible, okay? So I change my goals around from time to time. I think the most fixed thing I have is the the percentages of what goes where from my income. 10% of my income goes into stocks. 10% goes into cash savings. 5% goes into my... I think 10% goes into my brain, so I reinvest into education, courses, books. And 5% goes into my fun fund where it's literally money, like I can blow on stupid shit. Um, So I think that's the most constant part I have in my plan. Um, Other than that, I don't have a specific cash sum I want to save because I have the percentages fixed. I do want to invest all that money every month and I want to invest as much as I can so I can max out my account, my trading account and move on to the next one. Uh, So sometimes if I can afford to, I will add an extra thousand bucks or so in a a month that went really well. Um, I will invest an extra thousand dollars into my stocks, for example. So that would be some flexibility, right? So if I can do more, in a specific month, I will do more. On the other hand, I might cut down if I have to or I have to pay a bigger sum for taxes or something like that. I might cut down in that month. Um, so that means midterm, long term, short term, there always has to be some flexibility. Also, what I'm flexible with is the income goal. Like in two years when I graduate, I would love to have something along the lines of 50 to 60000 in annual income from all my projects and stuff. But if I don't, if I'm below that, I will think about what I'm going to do, part-time, full-time job, I don't know, right? So there's flexibility there. So the most important thing of all is finances, don't stress it, right? Be rational, make good choices, but don't stress it. Give yourself time, be patient, you'll get there, I'll get there, and we will both see each other on the next summary.